0: We have a special episode for you today. It's just Brian Wells and me, no Ben Carlson today, but we're actually recording in person uh, in our hometown of Nashville, New Hampshire. And uh, in honor of the NBA free agency period that just started a couple days ago, we're just going to be talking about a lot of NBA. We'll have a top five, uh, a 4th of July themed one, but we're going to get right into it. And we're going to start talking about some of the big signings that have happened in the first 48 hours. And I think a good place to start, the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, Kyrie going to the Nets, not a surprise in my opinions. And it's also not a surprise that KD decided to join them. We saw an all-star weekend. The two of them were smiling and talking to each other like best friends. And from that point on, I believe Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were gonna team up. It was just a matter of where, whether it was Brooklyn or with the Knicks, or wherever else.
0: Yeah, and it, there was certainly a lot of thoughts that if they were going to join together, it would be the Knicks. And the Nets kind of came out of, I wouldn't necessarily say nowhere, uh, but it, it felt like all of a sudden Kyrie's going to the Nets. And every, all the talk had been him going to New York. I
1: believe, yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. I believed it was going to be New York, uh, well, when I say New York, I mean the Knicks from that point on to two weeks before free agency. But then all of a sudden, Brooklyn kept picking up more and more steam, so... From, the middle, from mid-June to, to July 1st, that's when I believe that they were, uh, Kyrie was going to go to the Nets, along with KD.
0: Yeah, and it, it's definitely pretty interesting that the the Nets of all teams are the ones who were able to uh, get Kevin Durant, who he's coming off a torn ACL, he's probably not going to be able to play this season. We don't know if he'll continue to be as great as he was, but at least before that injury, he had a case to be the number one player in the world. And then Kyrie Irving is one of the best point guards in the league. Of course, he he had uh, some contentious times. Dysfunctional. With, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a, a bad ending to his time in Cleveland and another bad ending to his time in Boston. But these are two guys who you know they're going to be an all-star every single year. They're going to make the Nets relevant. And this is a team that just a few years ago was a laughingstock after that horrible trade they made with the Celtics and basically turning Boston into what they – should have been what the nets are now a team that has two superstars and it's an amazing job that sean marks has been able to do the general manager since coming in and inheriting that that franchise uh but he's done a
1: good job the past year or so but it still sucks that the nba in the nba a team can go from being a laughing stock to being a contender within a year
0: and that's one of the interesting things about the nba is it doesn't matter like who's running the show it doesn't matter yeah, what you do to get yourself to that point, they are in New York and they get lucky and they got a couple guys who want to go play under the big lights in New York. And from there, it's just, do they go to the Knicks or do they go to the Nets? And hey, credit to the Brooklyn Nets for uh, in a way stealing these guys from their rivals. The Knicks are always a big deal. The Nets were in New Jersey for the longest time. They're, they've they been the little brother in Brooklyn despite having maybe a little more success. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is pretty unfortunate i guess that teams who do really well if you're in a small market it's hard to attract a talent to to join you um, yeah
1: I, I mean and not only that but even being a celtics fan i hate that they put in all this work they fleeced brooklyn with that trade trading kg pierce jason terry for all these draft picks brooklyn basically had no first round picks for a while and all of a sudden they get two of the top 10 or 15 wherever you want to rank Kyrie. they got two of the uh, best players in the world, and now they're one of the favorites in the East, at least.
0: Probably not this year, but N- when right. not is... this year, not this upcoming no.
1: year, because it's just gonna be Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan, yeah. And the rest they of the they lost. Russell, they were a playoff team last year. I think they were six seed last year. They were a
0: six seed. They only won forty two games. Yeah. I don't think that upgrading Kyrie over Russell is
1: a massive. Up- it's an upgrade, but it's not a huge upgrade. I mean, yeah, they'll probably be yeah, like a, a mid. Four or five seed, they might make the second round, but they're not going to go deep in the playoffs without KD.
0: When KD comes back, when he comes you, back, though, do you think they'll win a championship?
1: See, I don't know. I mean, with KD, Kyrie, and DeAndre Jordan, that's a good core right there. But does the rest of the team pick up the? Pick I up think the slack that's what it
0: will come down to. Yeah. I think it's going to be where they go from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say that there's no chance that Kyrie and Durant uh, will will just be cohesive together because Kyrie and LeBron yeah they played well together but they had their falling out pretty quickly but I I think that the Nets have the the foundation I mean are they going to be like the
1: 08 Celtics where after they get KG and Ray Allen to join Paul Pierce okay that's a great big three but they needed to add more to that team and they Mm -hmm. had great players on that great bench players on that team great role players like Leon Poe, Eddie House, James Posey they had a ton of role players that were huge in the postseason that helped them beat uh, beat the lakers and win a championship
0: yeah and those those heat teams were another one when they assembled their big three they didn't win it right away but then they they wound up winning back-to-back titles they weren't dominant they had their hiccups they ran through the east for the most part uh, but the the Spurs almost beat him twice in a row and you could certainly argue that if it wasn't for a
1: Ray Allen three-pointer they probably yeah, or, do yeah, a lot twice. of
0: things in that game six yeah I, I'm gonna say that I, I don't think the Nets will win a title but I'm gonna say no that, I'm gonna say
1: no also but
0: the fact that we're even saying that you. after two three years yeah. ago the way this team looked if it, you
1: told me after that trade if you told me four or five years later the Brooklyn Nets would have a better chance of better chance than the Boston Celtics of winning a championship, I would have laughed at you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it, that's that's where we're at now. So I guess while we're on the topic of the Celtics, Celtics lose Kyrie Irving. They took a gamble, which I still think was a great move. I know that Isaiah Thomas did a ton for the Celtics, uh, especially in that postseason What he went through with his sister passing. But Kyrie Irving is far and away a better player than Isaiah Thomas. And everything should have played out so well for Danny Ainge. But Kyrie just, he couldn't make it work. It just he just didn't, didn't want to in stay in Boston. He didn't no. want to be in Boston. No, and now they, I don't know if you look at it as a consolation prize, but they replaced him with Kemba Walker, another Max He's player. not as good as Kyrie. Not as good. But he's probably 90% of Kyrie. And 0% of the drama. Right. And I think that makes think, him a better fit. So I think,
1: let's say the Celtics offseason, they had Horford still. If it was just replacing Kemba with Kyrie, yes, Kyrie's a better player than Kemba. But if it's just the replacement of the two, I actually look at it as a positive for the Celtics. And I would oh, yeah. feel really good about their chances. But when you combine the fact that not only Kyrie leaves, but he goes to a division. I mean, divisions don't really matter in the NBA. But no, he, goes to, a divi- arrival, he but... goes to another team in the division with KD. And even worse, Al Horford joins the Sixers uh, in Philly. Combining those two things, I I look at the Celtics off as more of a negative than a positive.
0: Yeah, and from here the Celtics went ahead. They brought back Daniel Tice. They added Ennis Cantor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cantor is a really good offensive center. One of the worst defensive I was just centers. Say, in the one league. of the worst. He was literally, literally rated seventy one out of seventy two. Yeah. So I I don't know if if adding him is what I'm, they need. A, when you're four, is either Jason Tatum or Gordon Hayward.
1: I'm a fan of the move, but I want him to add another center and that one that helps way, much more on the defensive yeah, end. And, I'm not saying Clint Capella by trading Jalen Brown, but no. I'm saying I, someone, I, I don't know if JaVale McGee is still available. He or,
0: is. There are guys, that, at this point, they would basically have to bring anyone in for the minimum. Yeah, They can retain free agents like Daniel Tice, but they're over the cap. So I, that I don't know, really limits them.
1: I don't know how DeMarcus Cousins His free agency looks like right now. I don't think any teams are interested. No one. No. No. He doesn't have. He had two major injuries. He's kind of a pain on the court.
0: Gets gets plenty of technicals I can't see him taking that. He's not. I don't. He's not going to get a huge contract. But no. He he should be able to get a mid level exception, like some kind of. 10 would he make range. sense for
1: the celtics or is he too much of a diva I, to the point where you know what we had all this drama last year why do we want to deal with this again if yeah i i also? would not
0: want them to bring in cousins <laughs> be the, the ultimate danny J- Ainge talking yeah. about bringing in cousins years ago and yeah. now he gets this version yeah. of boogie uh i i don't really know in terms of who the free I agents I, are that I, are going to make an impact
1: they need another center that can definitely help on the defensive side of the floor i don't know if that's uh, Robert, Williams. Robert Williams or I don't, know if, Williams. I don't Ideally know if, one of the two yeah, Young Williams I don't, guys I don't is know if up. Robert Williams is Going to be that guy I, There have been talks About him wanting to be That guy but I mean, how much He's, he's a really top 10 it? talent That yeah. fell to the end Of the first And I was, I'm laziness. a fan of that move Whenever you're drafting At the end of the first round I just want guys Who have potential Even if they end up Being busts I just want I just want them to take a shot On someone who had Who has top 10 Potential but Uh it's a it's maybe a, a make or a miss. Like Fab Mello, yeah, that was a horrible pick, but he was good in college.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Williams, there's definitely reason to believe that if he is given the opportunity that he can take advantage of it. Uh, Robert Williams. Grant and Williams, Re- I'm pretty excited about as a rookie. I don't know what to expect out of him the first year. Overall, I just don't think the Celtics are in the same stratosphere as Milwaukee, philadelphia and potentially toronto
1: and uh, i'm not a philly guy i've talked about i've been adamant about this before in previous episodes where i'm not really big on philly but the fact that they added horford yeah. to their team al horford that's huge for them because you don't need to lean on they don't need to lean on al horford to be their best rebounder the fact that they have Embiid on the floor uh, as at the same time al horford doesn't need to be a true center he's playing his he'll natural a, position he's i a mean he'll be a, he'll be the center when Embiid is off the floor but he doesn't need to be a true center for four you know 30 40 minutes a game
0: no and i, I really like philly's move there so they had to bring back one of jimmy butler and tobias harris mm-hmm. they probably would have rather brought back butler they wound up with harris they're paying him a lot i don't know if he's a necessarily a max contract guy i don't know if al horford three four years from now when he's still making 28 29 30 million dollars is going to be looked at in the same regard as he is now. In the short term, it's great. It's a great move in the short term, especially with the fact that the East has a lot of decent teams, but there's a clear at the top. Maybe some of these teams that we can get into later that made some moves are going to be, they have the ceiling to maybe get up there if something happens with like injuries or turmoil across the board. But for the most part, Philly's in a really good position and we've critiqued them that... Boston has always owned them. They lost two years in a row in the Boston second round. Boston has always destroyed them. Yeah, but now, I I think I wouldn't feel as I wouldn't feel as confident, no, now, especially with one all. of
1: their best players joining Philly.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. I think right now we'll see what happens with Kawhi Leonard if he goes back to Toronto. But other than Milwaukee, Philly's probably, probably the, the second Germanese. best team. Yeah, and, and I even then, they I don't might want to admit be better.
1: That, but I think they are right right yeah, now. As right, right now,
0: absolutely absolutely and they they uh signed ben simmons to a big long-term extension don't they have joel Embiid locked up for a little while they have al horford locked up they have tobias harris this core is all locked up yeah. their shooting guard they lost jj reddick but they replaced him with josh richardson who is a young guy who could they don't have be shooters
1: there. but they have size yeah
0: they do you know maybe ben simmons will eventually develop a three-point I mean, shot jo- how
1: tall is josh richardson because yeah he's, he's probably the smallest guy in their oh lab. yeah he's not sure no
0: he's not no, so I, I, I had do four think... four guys
1: who are 6'9 and above.
0: Philly, yeah. Philly's going to be dangerous this year. Um, and I, I think Milwaukee, a team that we had talked about, they went into the offseason with three major free agents. And the idea was they're probably going to be able to keep two of them. And the two are Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez with the one they lost, Malcolm Brogdon. So Middleton had to sign him to a five-year max contract. Absolutely had to. When you have Giannis onto to the Middleton was the most
1: important out of the three.
0: You can't lose Giannis. No. And how do you expect to convince Giannis to stay if you're not going to pay you're gonna, your second-best player your second another best player, how, What are you going to do? No, and from there, it was Brooke Lopez and Malcolm Brogdon. Brooke Lopez had a career renaissance in Milwaukee after a one terrible season with the Lakers. He was going to be super sought after, and four years, $52 million, that could be a lot for him. But... He was so essential. With, to I would have gone team. with
1: Brogdon, but who knows after that injury last year?
0: They also have Eric Bledsoe, which is another thing. Is he you obviously have two different types of point guards in Brogdon and Bledsoe, but you don't have that immediate need. Brogdon's basically your sixth man. Brooke Lopez is your starting center. From there, they wound up getting a first round pick from the Pacers to not keep Brogdon, who signed four years, eighty-five million. That was above what Milwaukee was willing to pay because they only had about eighteen. And that's probably why. Luxury th- tax. That's probably
1: why they got rid of him, and now he's in Indiana. Yeah.
0: Yes, and now he's gone. They went ahead. They brought in Robin Lopez. We we reunite the Lopez brothers. I think it was the first time they're at. I think Stanford. it's the first
1: time they've been together since Stanford. Yeah, yeah,
0: and then they they brought back George Hill. They added Wesley Matthews. I'm sure that they'll probably bring in another like minimum guy who can maybe be a decent contributor there. They're the one seed. To they're me, still, Milwaukee is the favorite the, in the They're these. still the one seed. Yes. Kawhi even comes if back, Kawhi comes back to Toronto, yeah, I agree. The one I think that this team, to me, I think the Bucks are going to be in the NBA Finals I, this I'm year. Gonna, they were I, so close last year. This I, is their even year. Even
1: if the Celtics make some more moves, they're not going to make any more major moves. No, and there's I, I nothing just, the Celtics can do this year. Nothing the Nets can do. They're going to be a more likable team. They'll definitely be less dis- dysfunctional, but i see a second round exit or maybe east finals but i like i still like no I, I
0: think the celtics have a better chance of losing in the first round than in the <laughs> conference
1: finals mm-hmm.
0: I, i'm yeah
1: I'm, I'm just holding hope right
0: now it, so it just doesn't look we, good. if we go down the rest of the east so jimmy butler a guy that philly was unable to retain he goes to miami the heat <laughs> for the longest time since the end of the lebron dwayne wade era they haven't done anything They've they've held on a little bit of relevancy, yeah. But they had, haven't. They've had never Hassan They had the one year as a three seed when they lost to Toronto in 2016, and now they Hassan Whiteside is shipped out. Yeah. Jimmy Butler comes in. He's just gonna have the time of his life in Miami. Yeah. This is like Manny Machado going to San Diego. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it'll make the Heat a playoff contender, which they have been for the past few years. But normally they're like in the ninth, ninth, tenth place. They're not actually in the postseason.
1: That's a perfect comparison. Two guys who are kind of divas. They're going to hot weather locations. And yeah, they might make the playoffs, but they're not going to be real contenders.
0: No, no. But you you combine them with Dion Waiters, Dwayne Wade's gone. But apparently Jimmy Butler, the way that Wade was treated, that was a big appeal to him to go to Miami. Yeah. Which like, okay, yeah, Dwayne Wade is the Miami Heat organization. He's the best player in that franchise's history. He brought them all three of their championships. So yeah I mean that they're gonna give him a nice little send-off when he's getting ready to retire yeah. but I do think that Miami bringing in a player like Jimmy Butler we saw how good he can be now he doesn't have teammates like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid but yeah he's got no excuse now no he's and been I...
1: complaining ever since he left he was complaining in Chicago with Fred Hoiberg and then he complains about uh with Towns and Wiggins and Thibodeau, Thibodeau yeah, and then Tim. and then when he goes to Philly there's some he has some complaints there as well
0: yeah oh he's always had this turmoil but eric spolstra people always want to say that he's one of the best coaches in the nba and of course he hasn't really done anything since lebron and bosh have left
1: yeah i don't know how much credit i can give spolstra when all of his success was leaned on lebron being
0: there Yeah, and a couple years ago he was in the coach of the year candidacy because he finished like they won 30 of their last 41 but that was after losing 30 of their first 41 So they didn't even make the playoffs that year. And I don't know. Miami could be a playoff team. I think Miami, they'll be like a 7 or 8 seed. But that's going to be all the time. That's what he could have been in Chicago. That's what he could have been in Minnesota. He just finds his way out. He's going to have a life in Miami. He's going to enjoy himself there. I think that he'll, he'll stick through it. He'll be the man. But I don't know. It surprised me when he actually committed to the heat and that, Apparently, surprised. he turned down he's a five-year match He's max talking about wanting to win a championship, but,
1: I mean... He's not he, winning a title there. No, at not least
0: going not Not anytime soon. All the Until best three agents At least for this one or
1: year. one and probably two elite, more elite players, he's not going to win and a championship. And I, I don't either.
0: think they're going to no. while he's there, so...
1: At least for the time being.
0: No, and then there, the other Florida team, the Orlando Magic, they kept Nikola Vucevic, who I would have loved the Celtics to go and get him. I wouldn't not have... Not as no, much I, as Kemba. And I would have been against it. I just... Yeah, you look at his numbers with
1: Orlando, but it's Orlando. How much? I don't care about stats when when you're playing for a bad team. I or Orlando's not a bad team, but they're no, not. They, a great They team. finally
0: made the playoffs this year. I think they're in a, a difficult position where bringing back Vucevic, bringing back Terrence Ross, bringing back Michael Carter Williams, <laughs> those are guys that they they helped assemble a decent core. Aaron Gordon is still there they they have a team that can constantly compete for the playoffs and keep basketball interesting in orlando
1: i mean who knows i mean i remember the time uh i wasn't a fan of Nikola Jokic or i wasn't huge on him i don't know what everyone was talking about with this potential but then all of a sudden you see last year he he brings denver to a, a two seed right yeah and he almost gets them to the west finals and you know who knows they were, i think they would have been a bigger test to golden state than portland because portland i agree they have a they relied on their backcourt yeah. but
0: the Warriors backcourt well, much better because of yeah Nikola Jokic yeah so I don't know if Vucevic is going to be in the same league as him he's a little older at this point yeah. he's been in the league for seven years but he made the all-star team last year mm-hmm. I think Orlando has a a reason to be excited but their ceiling it feels like maybe if everything goes perfectly for them they're the fourth best team in the east I, I
1: don't I I think they're just going to be like Miami where they're going to be the seven eight seed. Yeah,
0: that's that's the more realistic because when you look at the top five or six teams, they would need Milwaukee, Philly, yeah, they would need, Boston, yeah, Milwaukee, Philly, Boston, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Indiana, Indiana, Toronto, in
1: oh, Indiana, can't forget, but yeah, Indiana, so Indiana's especially with one. Oladipo coming back now.
0: With Oladipo coming back and adding Malcolm Brogdon, mm-hmm. adding Jeremy Lamb, losing T.J. Too. Warren, yeah, but they they not did lose Bogdanovich. not a huge, huge loss, no, and I, I do want to get into that one. Um, in a little bit in terms of where he went. But those are teams that are all on paper better than Orlando. Orlando, really, their only chance would be if those teams, like if Kyrie goes to Brooklyn and all of a sudden things just blow up there. Or even with Boston right now. And then just uh, Toronto, whether or not they bring back Kawhi, they're going to be better than Orlando, in my opinion, having Kyle Lowry, Marcus Gasol, They're they're probably still a playoff team, but they're also at the bottom of the... there, some of those teams if guys get hurt if that happens any any you, you major things, injuries you can't and that's that to me is the only way that orlando gets to the second round this year yeah and that's the only way miami gets to the second round as well uh i so, see
1: both first round exits for both of them
0: making the playoffs
1: but first round exits for both teams yeah miami and that,
0: Orlando. that that seems very reasonable that's also what i would predict yeah. um going down to some of the other teams in the east the Knicks. We haven't really talked about that.
1: Yeah, they're the laughing stock of the league. So I mean, they're they're worse than the Browns now. So I don't know what, they, what can you talk about. It's I almost feel talk about the for New York Knicks. Giants being bad. I mean, what about the other New York team, the Knicks? Oh, yeah. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. No, the Knicks. They
1: went from going from getting Katie Kyrie and Zion to
0: now having none of them. R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Right. And they. Uh, uh, Reggie Bullock. Yeah, Reggie Bullock. Bobby Portis. Alfred Payton, yeah, Wayne Ellington. Didn't
1: he punch Miritich last season?
0: Yeah. The... Oh yeah. The, he got yeah, Miritich out of move. Chicago. Yeah. So, so for New York, I really like them bringing in Julius Randle. He's I... coming off the best season of his career. Twenty one million. The only reason to make fun of him making twenty one million is the fact that they weren't willing to offer Kevin Durant a max. Yeah, contract and they only had seven. They only had seventy million dollars in did.
1: cap space, so they got to use it somewhere. Yeah.
0: So they, right? It's like, I, I just. I don't understand how you're going to make all of these moves. You're going to go ahead and trade Christoph Porzingis, who was supposed to be the future of your franchise. Now, I know that he probably wanted out of New York. They didn't really have too many options.
1: But they but had they, a plan to get at least two big key yeah, free agents. And free now entrance. you have an
0: opportunity. Kevin Durant long said that he would... He, the thought was he was going to go to the Knicks. And they won't even offer him a max. And I know Achilles injuries are difficult to come back from. And there's no guarantee that he'll be the the same player. I don't
1: know many players. I can't even think of any at the top of my head. But if you're the
0: Knicks... You still, I, you need you a need star. To do you need something.
1: You need something in the, that market, especially.
0: I don't think that Durant is going to be the best player anymore. I don't know if he's going to be top five when he comes back, but I still think he'll be a top he's 15 still, he's player. He's still going to be an all-star. He's still an all-star caliber player, and he's still someone who's going to bring people to New York. They're going to get excited about the Knicks. I don't think this would be the same as bringing in there's Amari much Stoudemire.
1: Even if they're not great, there's way more buzz. Yeah, exactly. You have something to build off.
0: And then from there, if you have Durant, all of a sudden, more guys will want to go there. You know, you have this year of oh, who knows what's going to happen with Durant, but that almost just adds to the intrigue, even if he comes back and isn't the same exact player as he was. But instead, they go out and get Julius Randle, and they they add some young guys. But Bobby Portis, Alfred Payton, yeah, that's they're that's both not on te- their that,
1: third team that's now. Not, that's not a team that I, I no Wayne Ellington
0: to see. would be a great player who they could send to a contender at the trade deadline, but it's not like they're going to get a first round pick for him. No. This is a team that it almost feels like they're. It's really just RJ. Barrett. They went from the worst... Oh, RJ Barrett has so much pressure on him. Yeah. It feels like having to go Being in a and be too. the star. Yeah. So New York, it they and now people are were,
1: expecting RJ Barrett
0: to be the to be better than Zion, which is which is
1: pretty unrealistic. Yeah, but well, Zion's the most hyped player to, to enter the draft since LeBron.
0: They went from the worst team in the league. <laughs> To hopes of being a legitimate championship contender, to 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 a Robson, it feels like they're going to be, like, the 11th place in the the East. They're going to end up with, like, the 9th, 10th pick in the draft or have to hope for lottery luck. Yeah. And I I don't know. I don't really see a long-term plan for them at this point because it feels like this Knicks team they've assembled is going to win between 30 and 35 games this year they're gonna
1: be a bottom five team probably i don't think
0: i think they'll be above bottom five i think they're gonna be in the point where they are you think they could
1: you think they they could contend for a playoff spot
0: no i don't i think that they're gonna be above the worst but below the actual playoff teams in that zone where it's like you're not getting one of the top few players
1: oh i know what you mean you're not gonna be projected as one of the top lottery picks but but yeah they're not gonna end up with the like a ninth pick every year yeah so i was just about to say eighth or ninth pick right? yeah yeah which, which is I mean, not even a good spot. no
0: it's a terrible well it's it's maybe not with, as bad as like 13 or 14 maybe with the new lottery system which sometimes I believe is
1: rigged. Sometimes, I feel well, like. The I, way it went this but year. We would, yeah, I mean, maybe they're more stricter on, hey, you can't tank and experience. No, to get there the is a.
0: Now. That yeah. that could be part of it. I mean, maybe it'll work, was, but at the what same what time. Was New
1: Orleans projected? I mean, New Orleans, what, yeah, New Orleans is probably or in the
0: range where I'm thinking the Knicks will end up. Yeah. So maybe they'll end up winning the lottery next year. But it just feels like it's a team that's like, all right, we have all this cap space. We don't want to sign Durant. We can't sign anyone else because they don't want to come here. So we're just going to throw money at a bunch of random assortment of guys and hope that we assemble a team that's maybe good enough to compete.
1: As a Celtics fan, even though I look more negatively at the Celtics, the way their offseason has gone, at least I get to look at the Knicks and just laugh. Yeah. That's oh, the one great thing. Yeah, you can just look at uh, at least
0: we're not the Knicks. I just can't imagine being a Knicks fan uh, with the way that they drive me went nuts. through the last year. I would
1: jump. I would, I would debate jumping on the band the Brooklyn bandwagon. I would debate it.
0: So let's let's move on to the Western Conference, and with Durant going to the Nets, he's leaving Golden State, and for you know a few hours it was like oh, the Warriors are done, but then they come out and they pull off a signing trade and end up with D'Angelo Russell which
1: is not a move I expected. I, no. I could have made a case probably for 10, at least 10, maybe half the league to get D'Angelo Russell I instead of the Warriors. I did, did not see that, that coming at all.
0: No, and now I, I don't know how the fit's going to be like. So obviously with Klay Thompson's torn ACL, he's not going to be able to play until March, if at all, next season.
1: It, it seems like February, March, maybe be became game of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, so they're just going to have a backcourt of Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell and and, and like Draymond just cards. doing everything yeah at, but at to me center. is so i think that this team is still going to be a playoff team i know there's a lot of talk like some don't think they will i don't know if i'm gonna say that they're gonna be this right is the, the first top. year
1: in a while we don't have a true super team or a dominant as super of team. right now yeah but maybe yeah uh, but we we'll get to with, that later yeah, yeah with golden state <laughs> though
0: is this just going to be like Curry and Monte Ellis all over again? Where it's two oh, guys? You mean, you mean
1: Baron Davis and Monte Ellis?
0: No, no. So when Curry came in oh, with right. Monte yeah, Ellis, yeah. where it was like, who's the point guard? Who's running this team? And then Ellis had to get I just remember out the, of the years town. of Baron
1: Davis and Monte Ellis, where they were a solid team. Yeah, no, a great no. Team. I'm
0: talking about the, You're the talking turmoil. Curry and Monte. Yeah, the contention. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I assume that D'Angelo Russell wouldn't show up there expecting anything to be taken from Seth Curry. But is Curry all of a sudden going to start playing off the ball and just turning into clay thompson this year i mean he, he can do he it could. being the best shooter of all time probably I he mean, could do it the thing with curry that makes him so great is that he is so good at creating his own shot yeah he doesn't need it created for him whereas clay thompson is the best at someone who can just have that he can get open He's, and he clay can thompson touch and shoot better than anybody in
1: a perfect situation. In Golden State because he has someone like Curry to rely. Yeah. On.
0: So now I'm I'm curious to see how DeAndre Russell fits in there. So right now they're looking at a starting five to start the year. Oh, <laughs> well, so I
1: think I think you're right though that Curry plays more off the ball though because I mean if you just if you just it feels like if you that's just put DeAndre Russell and Klay Thompson's role that doesn't with, fit. No. So you have he, Russell bringing he'd probably it up probably be with, the one to bring up the ball much more than Curry. Yeah. With Curry playing
0: out on the wing. Right. You'll have Draymond Green down low plus Willie Cauley Stein who they just signed to be their center. And then, who's the other guy? Quinn Cook. I mean, probably <laughs> Jacob Evans is another one. <laughs> uh, they might go Queen out Cook and sign some mo- someone. Quinn
1: Cook had some moments in the playoffs.
0: But he's another one as a point guard. Yeah. So they, in, in order to get Russell, they had to get rid of Andre Iguodala, which kind of felt like was going to happen after that. That's a
1: big loss, though. It I mean.
0: is after him going on like the radio and really critiquing that Warriors team and talking about Mark Jackson being blackballed by the league. Uh, it felt like Igudala's time was coming to an end there, so it's not surprising. I mean, there were talks the last
1: this past year where him him going to I think it was Utah, but he still stayed in stayed Golden yeah. State. I think I, I think it was Utah. I'm pretty sure.
0: I know that there were some thoughts about him leaving. I don't know where it would have been, but now he's in Memphis, and the Grizzlies to me are the. Either the fourteenth or fifteenth best team in the Western Conference, and I, I mean,
1: I mean, you lose Mike Conley. Yeah, you bring in John Morant, but they're a team who else that, do that they're they rebuilding.
0: They're not, they're not ready to compete. So I don't know if Iguodala is actually staying in Memphis for the start. I of mean, what season. else can you do is if you're going to just move at the deadline? You, just,
1: you start with your star player, your star rookie player drafting number two overall but you just you just build from there
0: yeah well i guess this in a sense is Iguadala going to be on a different team this year is he gonna actually be playing for a contender i don't know that'll be interesting to see during what the trade there. deadline you mean even in the offseason i don't know i don't know to what extent, like how memphis got pulled in you would think he'd be a great trade deadline candidate if memphis is really out of it uh but it, if i, I guess mean
1: marcus saul he was traded at the deadline and he won a championship with toronto yeah
0: yeah so i i just in the I don't know if Iguodala is going to actually be competition for the Warriors this year, is what I'm kind of trying to get at. But yeah, Golden State is definitely different than the past few teams in the sense that not just not having Durant, not having a healthy Klay Thompson, but D'Angelo Russell just adds a different element to this team.
1: I wouldn't say this Warriors' historic run is over, but. I'm not ready to call it it over yet. I wouldn't wouldn't call it over, but.
0: As long as you have Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. I know You're that still those guys for winning a, uh, a title was t- different four yeah. years ago, mm-hmm. but they they're still going to be relevant in the West. Yeah, I don't maybe think this over. year if Clay can't get back in time, things won't go as well for them in the playoffs. But I think next year, the for the coming years, the Golden State, the fact that they were able to bring in D'Angelo Russell tells you that players still want to go to Golden State. They still want to be a part of that Warriors team. And if it takes one year of them losing in the first round to kind of take away from what Kevin Durant. Saw when he joined that Warriors team that had just won seventy three win- games the year before. Like, if they can get to the point where they're not just seen as the 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 bad guys of the league, then I could see that Golden. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, other than
1: Durant, I didn't even. I like all their players. Oh yeah, I have no. I mean, issue yeah, with everyone them. hates Durham, but I'm actually a, a Draymond fan. Yeah, or I, a fan, I'm a fan of his game. I love how, how competitive he is. I have a love-hate relationship
0: with Draymond to an extent, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he could be a knucklehead
1: at yeah, times, but he brings so much to that team. He's arguably their uh, most important player.
0: Yeah. not saying he's their best player. Course, no, and that's he, great, he but... did did a lot of good things in the postseason yeah. this year. So I'm, I'm not ready to write off the Warriors just yet. I want to see what happens with this team, with D'Angelo Russell coming in there, and then eventually a healthy Klay Thompson again. So other teams in the West, the Lakers. Let's just... Talk about him now. They added Anthony Davis, and they were able to free up the cap space to sign another max player. If they had Kawhi Leonard, it's over. <laughs> so they they still have to fill out the rest of their roster. Yeah, but they it, have thirty two million dollars, so that would it's either Kawhi or other guys. And if they bring in Kawhi, it's it's hard to envision a team that has Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and LeBron three of James. the
1: top five players in the league. It's yeah. hard
0: to envision them not winning at all, even if it's nine minimum.
1: Yeah, I I don't, I don't care even if they have their problems in the beginning of the year, they're they, they're, they're going to be able they're to still rest be, them. They're still they don't be, need
0: to go out and try to win seventy games.
1: It's going to be like the Miami Heat their first year, and maybe and maybe with a different result though, because. Bosh, Wade, LeBron—they had their problems in their first year, and they ended up not even winning the title that year. No, but then but they, they won, won two the out of four. Team. They won two out of four years. LeBron was there. They're
0: already the favorites to win it all, which which is kind of sca- surprises me because I, would, I yeah if well, they don't I shouldn't say it surprises me. It's Vegas. It's the Lakers. Yeah. People are gonna bet on them. I don't agree with it. I think I, I
1: wouldn't agree with it until Kawhi. If Kawhi if Kawhi shows up, yeah. absolutely. If Kawhi's not there, yeah, I would. I wouldn't. Re- I but wouldn't put him as a favorite.
0: LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma. And then they have 32 million in cash space, but all the guys they've been linked to are signing with other teams. Patrick Beverly is going back to the Clippers. Seth Curry going in the Ma- Mavericks. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So JJ Redick to the Pelicans. Like there are all of these guys that would have that made sense. A yeah. Lot. So now all, all those guys would have made sense. Now I don't know what they're left with. Do they go out and get Boogie Cousins?
1: I don't Jamari know, Parker?
0: Catavius Call Pope. Bring back KCP. <laughs> like Danny Green's still out there, but the thought is that I know he was linked to Dallas. I don't know if Seth Curry taking a spot takes away from that. But if Kawhi goes back to Toronto, it sounds like Danny Green's going back to Toronto. I don't see Kawhi going back to Toronto. I they, think it I think it's a done deal that he's going to
1: LA. It's just a matter of is it gonna be the Lakers or the Clippers? I, the, I don't I think, think it's it,
0: either the Lakers or the Raptors.
1: I and I think it's the Lakers. I hope it's not the Lakers. I think it's I just, going to
0: be the Lakers. Kawhi became so much fun this year, and to have him go and join LeBron and Anthony Davis on the Lakers, like they would just become it just would see it wouldn't team. make sense
1: though if he went to the Clippers though even though he, I think no he's going I home. agree I the don't think is, it makes sense would Jimmy go Butler going to Jimmy Butler going to Miami. He doesn't have another elite player to join. No, him. he would just go. It would in. just be him.
0: Hey, well, it'd be him and Lou. For Williams. him with LA, it's he has two different opportunities. He can just go to the Clippers, be the top guy, like he was in Toronto, and continue to be beloved. Or he goes to the Lakers, joins the ultimate super team, and I mean, maybe no he thinks beloved. that hey, I did
1: my, I did what I needed to do in yeah, Toronto. It's...
0: But you could, but if I think there, anyone knows you be praised thinks. by.
1: Everyone in Canada. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know. It, I think everyone around the league. There's so many people that just want them to stay in Toronto. They don't want to see LA just because they're LA be able to just handpick this. Or I, I the, just, best player I, in the I league just right knew now. it
1: would come to this point with the Lakers because everyone I, wants to go to see, LA. Like,
0: last year, going into that offseason, even when LeBron went there, and as they started to form that team, I was like, these guys are not going to be that good. I thought they'd make the playoffs, but I thought they'd be like the 6th seed. And now... They were atrocious, but you and but you just knew you
1: just knew Anthony Davis after his contract was up, he was gonna go to the Lakers.
0: That was that was long considered a thought that they would be able to land somebody like that. But the fact that they could get Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard, it's excruciating. I still think if Kawhi goes there, LeBron is the new Chris Bosh of that team. So I hope so. Kawhi's, Kawhi's number one. AD's <laughs> LeBron's number two. on the decline. Yeah, Kawhi is now the best, in my opinion, the best player. At least two-way player. So. At least he, two-way player. In the I league. said it was Giannis until Kawhi beat him, and then when Kawhi won the finals, yeah, I Kawhi's the best player. He's number one right now
1: with Durant hurt and LeBron getting a year another
0: year older. LeBron yeah. got hurt last year, but he was good. He was really really good when he played. But there was just so much on that team, and if he goes out and hand picks his own team, maybe we'll go back to saying he's the number one. But I just can't see Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis coming in there, and LeBron still like having the stranglehold. Is that this is my team? And if he does, then that's how they lose. I think if LeBron is willing to take by getting that in the role, way, yeah. Oh, I agree. He wants to. He still wants it. He to wants be it show. to be him. He wants to be king. Yeah. yeah. But and even if if that happens, and he takes the back seat and wins championships, they won't mean as much as Jordan winning titles when he was still the number one guy at the end of his career. He so. was always the number one guy when he won all six yeah, of those titles. LeBron, even his mid to late 30s.
1: LeBron, if he had Kawhi on that team
0: with, with Anthony
1: Davis, yeah, I don't. He he wouldn't be the clear number one guy. No, because with Cleveland when they won, yeah, he had Kyrie and Kevin Love, but of course he's the clear number one guy on that team. Yeah, even though Kyrie's the one who made the big shot at the end. LeBron, LeBron won the block. Finals MVP is, the for, block is known more than or talked about more than, than the Kyrie shot. Shot,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, LeBron he was the leader of those three titles, but from here, Anthony Davis is one thing. Davis and Kawhi, not as much.
1: Do you think do you think LeBron knows at this point in his career though that if he doesn't have Kawhi on his team and it's just him Anthony Well, Kuzma, can't forget about Kuzma, but do you think yeah. <laughs> let's say Kawhi doesn't go. Do you think LeBron thinks he could still win a title? I think he win? still thinks he yeah. can Yeah. I mean, is it realistic though? I mean they're the favorites.
0: Yeah, some people think so. I don't. I, wouldn't I say don't so. agree. Yeah, no. we
1: both agree that they're not the favorites if Kawhi doesn't go there.
0: Yes. Bold prediction. I think this team will make it to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not ready to say they're going to win the West, but I think they'll make the Western Conference Finals. Utah Jazz. <laughs> they why, upgraded, why the jazz? they upgraded i was thinking point I, guard. i'm just thinking all right denver portland no, what is he gonna say no houston, like oh different my, different Utah team in the northwest jazz. division so adding mike conley to replace ricky rubio that's a huge upgrade bojan bogdanovich another one bringing in a shooter that was what killed them in the playoffs against houston was they couldn't hit threes bogdanovich was the savior in indiana he's the reason why the pacers were still relevant after oladipo's injury yeah he they got 21 swept, and a half he was points probably per game. he was probably the pacers was so best good. player in that series. without a doubt he was unreal last year so now he comes into utah
1: now you have the and you
0: have the defensive have, player of the year and Rudy Gobert. Gobert, donovan mitchell don he's going to be the key and to me i think that he is going to have his full breakout he was phenomenal as a rookie, rookie last year, year he was decent as a second year player. Like as rookie year, he made more of a splash. He was familiar. exactly at that point. It was him coming in last year. It was just there were other things going on that he was kind of under the radar. But I think that this year Mitchell is going to come out. He's going to be an All Star. Rudy Gobert is going to continue to be dominant on defense. Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles are going to be phenomenal three point shooter tandem. And Mike Conley, he's just going to run that show. And I know that he got a lot of hate or not not necessarily hate but a lot of people are saying how is conley the most the highest paid player in the league for you know however long that lasted a few years ago When memphis gave him that big deal but conley's always been great i think him not making an all-star team has been a huge snub and it's just because the west has always been loaded when it comes to point guards that it was easy for him to always be the fourth or fifth guy in that conference but i'm really big on the jazz this year
1: yeah i would still lean with denver if it's not laker if it's not the lakers or golden state if golden state is not as dominant as past I, years, I don't
0: think it'll be golden state i think lakers i, I still
1: i still think yeah. denver is the key with them being the two seed last year uh losing in game seven to portland who i still think they're better than they get Millsap back Jokic is still running things there jamal murray is an excellent point guard in my opinion denver's if, really good who knows I if agree. michael porter is gonna do anything? I don't know, but he
0: is a bit of a wild card yeah. because he really hasn't played in since high school because no. of injuries. I think Denver will be a team that it's still the same core. it court. could be Utah it's versus still, Denver in the same finals. I would rather be it's that. It's still the than same Lakers. core with with everyone. Yes.
1: They bring back everyone.
0: Yes, they really haven't. Lost. They're no. They'll they'll still be good.
1: I still like Denver then if that's the case. So not if <laughs> if I'm if I'm not picking the Lakers, I would pick Denver and you'd pick Utah. Well, you're picking yes. Utah
0: no matter what. I'm picking Utah. Yeah. I mean, if Kawhi goes to L.A., I'm not going to say they're better than the Lakers. But,
1: but if Kawhi doesn't go, you're going to pick Utah.
0: I think so. And I My would've... only thing with Utah is they don't, Donovan Mitchell has the potential to be a superstar this year, but that's what they're gonna need because they have a lot of guys who could really Mike play Collins well to Mike not together. gonna
1: be the leader of their team at this no, point. No, career. Donovan Mitchell but they don't need has him to be. do it. No, it they do not have to be Donovan Mitchell. They need
0: him to be a great point guard, but they don't need him to be an awesome. They also. don't
1: need go they would just need to go Gobert to do the same Gobert thing. Gobert and
0: Mitchell and then Bogdanovich Ingles, just being a deadly trio on the, the three and D end. And I, I really like Utah. I don't know if I can say that they're going to win the West yet because there are other teams that have superstars. But I think they're going to be one of the more, you know, not not necessarily, I don't know, is functional the opposite of dysfunctional here? Is that the word I'm <laughs> I, looking I guess for? I so, yeah. Because the Lakers certainly have potential for dysfunction. We saw that last year. The Houston Rockets with oh my Chris Paul and James now? Harden, yeah. I don't know what to make of that team. Oklahoma City I mean, and, and
1: Capella's in trade talks to Yeah,
0: Russell Westbrook and Paul George things just haven't worked out. We can say that cuz Ben isn't here. Um and then Portland is another hey, what do you one think Ben
1: it's... Oh yeah, they're going to the championship. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Portland's another one where they're kind of in the same boat as Denver in that they're I, a really good team it, that
1: I think with OKC, I mean, Ben could probably argue with me on this, but I I just see them doing what they did last year. Oh, Yo, a I solid agree. team. I... They'll make the playoffs, but what yes. else are they going to really do beyond that?
0: I agree. I I'm not concerned about them. To me it's if it's not the Lakers, it's Utah, Denver. I'll include Portland because they made the Western Conference Finals last year, but like I would put I love say about I, love, them, I so. love Lillard, I love McCollum, but, but and don't forget U- Nurkic. He, Nurkic he, he coming got, back. Get, well, yeah. So Hassan Whiteside is an interesting one. Because I think he's someone who we kind of forget about because Miami is just not that good anymore. Yeah,
1: and he doesn't really get much playing time as well.
0: No, but he he I mean he's gonna be the guy who fills in until Nurkic is healthy. So
1: And Nurkic was he was great last year until he got injured. So I I mean, okay, they beat they beat Denver without him, but would they have made it a series versus versus Golden State? I think they would have made a series a little bit, maybe a five or six game series, but they'd mm-hmm. probably still lose to Golden State either way. But he's him coming back is definitely huge for him. So I would I would keep Portland in the conversation still as well.
0: Yeah, I'm not not ready to it'd be it. Think... Denver,
1: Utah, Portland, Lakers, and Golden State. Yeah. Like those H- five. Houston is I, one where I can't, they... I can never take Houston seriously. I don't care if they were that close from l- making it to the finals a couple years ago. Yeah, they missed what? 33 pointers and something ridiculous. Yeah. I hate that I can't stand their offense. They're just the iso ball let Harden do everything on the offensive end.
0: I think as long as Harden is an MVP candidate, they'll be in the conversation, but it feels like there's so much Yeah, his stats will be amazing.
1: He'll get 35 points per game, but, I mean, they're not going to do anything in the playoffs, ever. No. As long as it's Mike D'Antoni and James Harden just wanting to do anything on on offense but doing literally nothing defensively, I just hate the way they play. I I
0: can't take them seriously either. Uh, So one last team I want to talk about in the West, the New Orleans Pelicans. They, they sneaky, made that, a lot that, out that of nothing. Sneaky so, good playoff team. Yeah, and I know you were, uh, of course, Anthony Davis. Whoever gets him yeah. wins the trade. Yeah. But they they got a lot out of that trade, and they are building on it. We by... talked. We
1: talked about before that I I I think the Lakers won the trade, but the Pelicans did get a decent amount back. Even though I'm not really a Lonzo Ball guy, I. Do like what they got. That, they couldn't get that much back. That's, so, that's the best that David Griffin could do.
0: Lonzo doesn't need to be a starting point guard anymore because they added they JJ Redick right. and they have well Holiday. Yeah. Instead of having a ball, Holiday starting backcourt, you're gonna bring in Redick, and that was a big thing. Is they didn't have shooting. Now They'd they have go out. Arguably the best, arguably best, the best three point shooter outside you know. of Steph Curry and Clay. Yeah, they so probably have the best shooter. In the He's team. one of the best ever. Yeah. So they also traded for Derek Favors. They had another big man who can kind of complement Zion Williamson, add to the that core that they have with Loca Okafor, Brandon Ingram is, he's still there. Uh, I think that they could maybe address the, the wing position a little more. I'd be excited. They have some young guys.
1: Yeah. Definitely gotta be excited as a Pelicans fan. So,
0: so when I was like four or five years old, my dad bought me a Charlotte Hornets hat and there are a lot of obscure teams that I I wouldn't say obscure teams, but teams that I started to root for in the NBA for obscure reasons. And that was one of the obscure reasons why I became a Charlotte Hornets, then New Orleans Hornets, and then eventually New Orleans Pelicans fan. They're always a the team I use in 2K. But Celtics are always my number one. Pelicans they're a nice second or 3rd favorite team. They are. Everyone, but,
1: everyone has that. Yeah, sport.
0: but to me, I feel like I need to jump on this bandwagon <laughs> right now and just put it out there and be like, I am a Pelicans oh, fan. Yeah, like yeah. Celtics? Yeah. In who? the same way that I'm a Pirates and Red Sox fan, I'm a Celtics and Pelicans fan. And I... I, at this point I'm really excited about what this team is doing and I I didn't want Anthony you Davis should, you, to be traded but with what they got for him and what David Griffin has done if you he's one your, of the if ones you keep in the your
1: expectations season. at a certain point where yeah you're excited about the team but you're not going to expect them to go all the way then no, no. absolutely you not. should be thrilled about their team right now
0: it would be amazing if the 8th seeded Pelicans beat the 1 seeded Lakers in the first round of which the which is not going to happen
1: I mean yeah, okay. The Pelicans can get revenge on Davis, but then Zion versus LeBron—that's that'd be a narrative. It would be, if, if it became it those would be two a fun, as a fun matchup, yeah. I
0: do think the Pelicans will make the playoffs this year. I think it'll be as They'll, a seven I or eight agree seed, that, but I think they're getting in. the West is loaded. The West has a lot of really good teams. We talked about if Kawhi doesn't go to the Clippers, get them out of there. The Spurs—I'm ready to dismiss them last year. I think it, one of these years just, they're just not going to make and, it.
1: And Aldridge is just not going to do it.
0: No, but there's going to be some competition to make those last few spots. They, they, the did, make the Pelicans it, they did make are, the
1: Nuggets series interesting, but outside of that. Yeah, the
0: fact the Pelicans are in the conversation here. Um, they're,
1: I think they're a playoff team.
0: Yeah, I, I'm glad that you agree with that one. All right, any other teams, free agents you want to talk about?
1: There's nothing else I can think of.
0: All right, yeah, we we definitely spent a long time on that, which probably a good thing that this is our only main segment for today. We're ready to move on uh, to our, our final segment, and that is our top five. So today is July 2nd. We got to watch the U.S. women's national team knock off England today, advance to the World Cup final. Versus, are
1: to going to face Sweden or
0: Netherlands? Sweden and the Netherlands. Already beat Spain, France, and England. I'm not worried about either of those. Already beat Sweden, who I think we're going to play. They were in the group play with them, right? Yeah. 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 Revenge from the Olympics three years ago. We're, we're really feeling great about America right now, we're just in time for the 4th of July. So in honor of Independence Day, uh, you and I are going to count down our favorite 4th of July activities in today's top five. Not two, not three, not four. Top five, top five, top five. All right, so since it's just Brian and me, we're gonna go in a, a rotating order like Ben and I used to back in the Ben and Corey podcast days. And I'll start off with my number five and that is fireworks and you and I were actually talking yesterday about who neither of us are big fireworks guys But they're so synonymous with 4th of July that I had to include them at least in my number five spot here If I see fireworks, I'm gonna go look out the window watch them for a little while I'm usually disappointed by them and the idea like oh There's gonna be a grand finale and it just never turns out to be super amazing at least in my experience with fireworks but I think they're worthwhile, especially if you're somewhere where the people lighting them off you actually know instead of just, like, at the beach or watching your city's firework display. I, I couldn't even bother putting them on my list. <laughs> I just... Uh, just Fireworks
1: just don't do it for me. I mean, I, I told you this yesterday. Uh, when I think of fireworks, all I can think of is Jason Pierre Paul exploding his hand nice. and and just me probably doing the same thing if I ever even touched a firework or even tried to put them off. I, I just... The one cool thing is... Seeing your relatives, uncles, whomever is putting up the fireworks right at the lake house or beach house, you see them putting them off and then shooting up them in the air, front row seat. That's the one cool thing I can say about fireworks is that sometimes you can get a front
0: row seat to them. And, and that's why they're my number five for and that possibility. I, and, and,
1: but other than that, like, I just, I don't, I don't really have a thrill in fireworks. So I don't even buy them, put them on my list. So for my number five, I went with the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, uh, people have talked about the Kentucky Derby being the greatest two minutes in sports. Maybe the greatest 10 minutes in sports is actually the hot dogging contest. I mean, even though I couldn't put that high on my list. Cause I mean, one seeing grown ass men eating t- hot, all those hot dogs for 10 minutes is kind of gross. But another thing is, I mean, Joey Chestnut just dominates every year, which is great. It's fun to watch, but there's no one outside of Kobayashi those years. And, uh matt, matt stoney, stoney that one year there's really no one really competing with him during those hot dog eating contests but they're still fun to watch uh, so i had him as my number five
0: i i agree i got him as my number four i i am a big fan of the nathan's hot dog eating contest i make it a point to watch it every year it's kinda gross actually watching them It's disgusting. Dipping it in like the water or Coke or whatever. And then just going bite after bite. Uh, it's then, it is kinda gross. It is gross. But it is entertaining. Like you said, ten minutes of it might be the ten best minutes in sports. I love the announcer, George Shea. He comes out all dressed up in his like carnival attire, announcing
1: Super pumped every year. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's it's so much fun, just I it's a great competition. I've gotten to the point where I've accepted Joey Chestnut's dominance, and I'm starting to appreciate it. It would be nice to see him get upset like he did when he lost to Matt Sony in 2015.
1: I wish there was. A l- I just wish it was more competitive. I wish that's. He the- had a- I
0: wish he had a rival that yes.
1: really competed. with
0: me. That is the. I don't only want to be like complain about.
1: Yeah, I like that the Patriots kill the Jets every year, but I
0: kind. I kind of wish that <laughs> they had some sort of rivalry. I mean, yeah, they've had it with the Ravens and Steelers. See, but- you say that, but. As a Steelers fan who's watched the Steelers dominate the Browns year after year, I don't like the idea that Cleveland might actually be a rival. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's a good point. Uh, So for my
1: number four, I went with playing sports, whether it's cornhole, basketball, or football. Uh, I love that every—I don't want to say every 4th of July in my experience, but there have been past 4th of Julys, including at your house, where I've I've gone to where— Friends and I, we join in and we play cornhole versus each other, or even getting in teams uh, to play three on three tournaments of basketball, basketball or or just having uh, teams in football. I I love the idea of competing against each other. And one, just because I'm athletic and and like to show off my skills a little bit at these family events, (laughs) just a little bit, not too much, but they're fun and everyone now because yeah, because I'm a sports guy and you are as well. I do enjoy them but but the fact that everyone enjoys them which makes it great. So I put playing sports or playing some sort of activity whether it's cornhole, basketball and so on. I put that as my number 4 getting together as a family and playing an activity, sport and so on
0: as yeah. my number 4. So, so for my number 3, I kept things a little simple, just stuck with the basic cornhole. Uh, continuing my trend of one upping you in this countdown and uh for me cornhole has always been one of my favorite games my parents and their friends love playing it so i had exposure pretty decently young age i know it's synonymous with tailgates and uh that that kind it's of huge environment. it's huge at football games yeah, at tailgates. yeah but on the fourth that's a great time anytime you're outside drinking having bean bags in your hand playing cornhole that's that's the time to do it and Fourth of July is synonymous for that. Uh, So to me, cornhole, keep it simple. I don't need to be running around sweating playing basketball and football. Lawn games, cornhole's the number one. So that's my number three.
1: My number three, I went with going to the beach or the lake. And numerous times, including in a couple of days, uh, I'll be going to the beach. I, I love going to the beach or the lake. I've gone to my relative's lake house numerous times on the Fourth of July. Uh, down in Alabama, actually. And I've gone to uh, multiple friends' house, uh, lake houses at uh multiple times in the past on the 4th of July. And it's just, it's just so fun to just go swimming with your friends or go jet skiing. Uh, and it's, it's such a thrill to go out, and enjoy the weather, whether you're just relaxing or you're going in the water. I... Love going to the beach or the lake. I don't have a preference on either one, or I don't have a huge preference on either. I guess the beach, I prefer relaxing in the lake, going out more, but I love going to both. And so I put that as my number three.
0: So my family goes to the beach every year, the weekend after the fourth. So I've I've never had that experience of going to the beach or the lake on the fourth. And it was tough for me to leave something like that off my list. For me, if, if I'm ever by a body of water, it's a pool. It's not as fun as the beach or the lake, so uh, I don't have those in my top two. But as my number two, I went with drinking American beer. And personally, my mine of choice are in the Anheuser-Busch family, Budweiser, Bud Light, even Bush Light. Say what you want about those. They, just, they taste a little differently when you're celebrating America. And those are the kind of days where if you're gonna be outside hanging out all day you want something not light something refreshing it's it's gonna be hot it's July no matter where you are in this country and to me there's there's no better way to spend the day when you don't have to work then drinking a nice cold one and having that cold one say brewed in usa
1: so for my number two i went with watching (laughs) movies and you're probably thinking what the hell are you putting watching movies in my top not only five but top two i mean after all all these days at work maybe sometimes instead of going out to the beach or the lake with your friends or family maybe you just want to relax maybe you just want to watch tv and there are a lot of times when there are movie marathons on whether it's die hard or taken or toy story or whatever my favorites are there's always movie marathons or how about independence day i love seeing that movie every year uh with will smith uh in that alien movie and i i love watching movies so i put that as my number two it's probably absurd that i have it in my list and that high but
0: Sometimes you just want to relax. You always have at least one absurd thing in your list. So like the have, the exact opposite you, of everything. You, always, being you outside. always have one
1: that like, you know what? I respect this one. It's a great <laughs> choice, Brian. And then you have one like, why are you even on this podcast? Brian? Uh, <laughs> why, why? Just go away. Just don't even bother like doing this
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't put it as my number one. let no. that's hey, one. You know what? Our number one are essentially the same. Yeah, I put grilling. You said eating cheeseburgers. Yeah, when I put, I'm grilling, so I, cheeseburgers are the number one yeah, thing. Yeah, so. and
1: I put that because I don't know how to grill.
0: That's oh, um, the only reason yeah, why. You're did, right. I'm, I'm kind that's of the why same I way. I can't put I, grilling.
1: Like, oh yeah, my number one's grilling. And you're not grill, Brian. <laughs> no. no.
0: When I say <laughs> grilling, other people usually it's okay, grilling so for the me same. but i like yes what? that's that's you gonna do if yeah. you're gonna on fourth of july that's it doesn't gonna matter eat.
1: what you're doing you
0: gotta have burgers hot dogs even like steak chips chicken something on the
1: grill it doesn't matter if you're at a friend's lake or beach house or if you're just sitting at home my dad's got a grill on the yeah, porch
0: yeah he'll he'll bring him downstairs while yeah. you're watching taken by yourself exactly
1: yeah <laughs> That's exactly like, it yeah uh, no matter what i'm gonna do i need to have a cheeseburger I mean, do you remember Iron Man one when he comes back from the dead out of the cave? The first thing he asked for, what? Uh, I want an American cheeseburger. That's all. That's what he wanted. Uh, no matter what I'm doing, the Fourth of July, I need to have I and I. I don't just get one. I get five or six of them. I get doesn't matter who's making them. I, I get all. I get half a dozen cheeseburgers every time. I could eat
0: a cheeseburger every single day, yeah. and I absolutely want to eat a cheeseburger on July Fourth of all days. So. Yeah it's right in the heart of the summer cookout grilling season and i th- I think it's a, the clear number one choice whether you want to be by a pool at the beach or at just the sitting lake, at home by yourself watching your parents watching, backyard yeah or watching bruce <laughs> there's Willis gonna be a grill someone yeah, yeah. There's, there's gonna be someone, a grill there's someone be needs to be grilling
1: <laughs> something and it has to be in my opinion burgers cheeseburgers yes
0: Yes, that, that has to be part of it. Hey, the see, extent. there's one you respect, <laughs>
1: and then there's one that, yeah, that, what are you doing with that's, this that's, list? This is a solid yeah.
0: number one. <laughs> All right, so that that's going to wrap things up for today. This is uh, actually the shortest episode of He's Done It Ever. So with the 4th of July coming up, hopefully you'll get to listen to this before, uh, even if you listen to it after at this point. It's basically going to be the same podcast, except Kawhi Leonard will have actually signed. All right, right here. Your prediction, you said the Lakers. Lakers. I think he's going to come back to the Raptors. If for no other reason, then I don't want him to go to the Lakers. No, I, I don't want him to go to the Lakers.
1: I'm just imagining the worst. I'm just, imagining and I'm just hoping,
0: worst. hoping and praying <laughs> I'm, that I'm not let down. am not a, not a confident guy. <laughs> no, no, I, we'll see. But for Brian Wells, I'm Cory Ivani. Thanks, everyone.